Ye Moonla. You're listening to Karukeraman Evie, Karukeraman, the English version. Karukeraman is a podcast about the representation of the Caribbean in cinema and television. I'm your host, Matra M, and this is episode 7, part 2. Today we're talking about The Sweetest Mango. It's a film from Antigua and Barbuda. It was directed by Howard Allen and it was released in 2001. It is in the archives in the Film Reference Library in Toronto. The Sweetest Mango tells the story of lovely Anne, aka Love, who returns to settle down in Antigua after spending more than two decades in Canada. She has to get back into the group of things between the island life and her new job as a team manager. Fortunately, she can count on aspiring singer Richard, who works as a member of her team, for now. The mango will serve as a link between the key moments of their romance. In my previous episodes, I often mentioned the negative representation of Caribbean men in fiction, especially when they're in a relationship. The Sweetest Mango does the complete opposite. It portrays a healthy love relationship. And that's what we're going to talk about in the first Caribbean connection. The Caribbean Connection segment is to discuss how a film makes me reflect on my identity as a black woman, as an Afro-Caribbean woman, as a Guadeloupean woman, and as a French woman. Looking back, I realized that I had never been interested in Antigua and Barbuda until two years ago. For me, it was this English-speaking Caribbean island that was as close as Dominica or St. Lucia, but I didn't think about what we had in common. When I read Musical Youth by Joanne C. Hillhouse, which is my favorite Caribbean young adult book so far, and I just love Joanne C. Hillhouse writing. I'm a fan, okay? <laughs> when I read this book, I became aware of the similarities in our lifestyles and in our characterization. In the recent novels I've been reading over the past few months, black boys or young men have generally followed the same archetype. You know, the independent boy, young man, able to handle the, the house chores and being attentive to other women in his life. And... A great example would be Kenneth in The Girl with Hazel Eyes by Callie Browning. Kenneth is so freaking perfect. Not saying that he doesn't have any flaws as a human being, but he's understanding, he's caring, he's supportive, and I just love him. <laughs> and I'm still looking for this type of positive representation for men. And even more now that I'm writing romance again, I want my fictional men to be men that will respect and love their women no matter what. I want them to be right or die. And it's kind of sad 
to say that, to be so intentional about that. But it took me five years to get there. I mean, being able to actually picture such men in a Caribbean setting. And you know, my writing goal in 2020 was to publish a story, which I did. It's on my blog, mindsang.com, and it's called Nuelove, which means black love or Christmas love in Creole. And my lead guy, Nolan, is a famous rapper going through some kind of depression, but his personality is down to earth and he's straight to the point and he's caring too. Doesn't talk much, but you know, he, he, he's, to me, he's the kind of guy you, you want to fall in love with. And someone commented telling me that she thought he was too good to be true. And I was shocked because in my mind, Nolan did the bare minimum to show that he cared about my lead woman, Vanessa. To me, he did nothing that a man with a regular job wouldn't do to show his affection. And then I realized that this reader couldn't suspend her disbelief because she had no other example of an Afro-Caribbean man being a decent guy to an Afro-Caribbean woman. And honestly, I think I used Richard from The Sweetest Mango as a blueprint. And okay, so The Sweetest Mango is based on the love story between director Howard Allen and producer Mitzi Allen. I don't know how similar Richard and Howard Allen are, but Richard was created more than 20 years ago and he already had qualities to fit our modern standards in terms of being a man who respects other people. And to me, Richard is the true definition of a nice guy. He's someone who genuinely helps out others and doesn't expect something in return. And he seems all the more wonderful because he's the only man in the film who behaves well towards lovely Anne. Not because he likes her, but because he's genuinely nice to people. And even if this isn't the film wanted to show, this is how I received it. Each man in this film is a negative stereotype about men. There's Judah, the gardener. I think he's only in two scenes, but he's the quiet Rasta man who loves nature and doesn't see himself living anywhere else than in Antigua. He's not fussy, but he doesn't seem to be the type of man who likes to change his daily routine. I personally like this kind of personality, but it can be boring or dull to some people. So that's why I would say it's kind of a negative stereotype, you know, the man who never wants to change his ways. And then there are the employees of the company who have no dialogue whatsoever, but we know that they don't accept being supervised by a woman. And finally, there's Dick, the boss who wants lovely Anne just for fun. And he's older, like he's in, at least in his late 30s. So he knows life and you would expect someone at this age to have his life together. And most of Caribbean men 
in their late 30s, early 40s, are portrayed as womanizers who cannot settle down. And on the other hand, you have Richard, who is in his 20s and who you can see he's ready to build a life with someone. Let the record show that Richard is everything that my teenage self fangirled about and still, <laughs> and I still fangirl about it today. Okay, okay, let me draw the picture for you. Guadeloupe in the early 2000s. Little Patra M keeps watching reruns of Love Jones in a very low-quality version that aired on Guadeloupean TV channel on a regular basis. Little Patra M falls in love with Darius Lockhart. And to this day, Lauren State is still in my top three crushes of all time. I'm just loyal like that. And Omar Maturin, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, but I say it with love. Omar Maturin, who plays Richard Warren in The Sweetest Mango, totally gives off this smooth yet cool Dias Love Hall vibe. On top of that, his hair was twisted like Craig David at the um, at the time of his um first album, Born to Do It, Born to Do It album, and I was crazy over Craig David. And on top of that, again, Richard was just a really sweet man. And if I had known this character while I was growing up, I think it would have helped me to nuance my perception of Caribbean men. I know, like I said, it took me five years to write um, about Caribbean men in a positive way, but I know I still have a negative perception of them. And since I've been doing my podcast, I realize the extent of the paradox in our system of representation. I'm a bit like lovely Anne, who is suspicious of men because of the bad behaviors she witnessed growing up. But when confronted with Richard, she has visual proof that there are men who aren't womanizers. And yet, she still struggled to believe it. So, I think that at least my generation, and I mean Caribbean millennials, isn't as lost as the negative stereotypes um, would lead us to believe And when I say negative stereotypes, I'm talking about the fact that international pop culture, international media would portray Caribbean men as liars and as unfaithful. Yes, there are some Caribbean men who are unfaithful and who are unable to commit uh, to a relationship, but it isn't because they're from the Caribbean. And it's a conversation that Richard and Lovely Anne have about 30 minutes before the end of the film. They're having a picnic on a cliff that looks a bit like La Pont du Chateau in Guadeloupe. Richard is the one who prepared everything because Lovely Anne can cook anything but pasta. I can relate to that. Although I can cook other dishes, I just don't like cooking. Anyway. Lovely Anne compares Richard to her father and her ex-fiancé who were trying to control her life. And Richard doesn't try to do that. He's more like, do your thing. I'm right here. Do you. And she doesn't understand why he's like that. 
and he explains that he's completely independent since he was raised mostly by his grandmother. He helped her in the kitchen, so he learned how to cook. He says he knows how to run a house. So if he gets married, it will only be because he wants to, not because he needs someone to take care of him. He can take care of himself. And I just had to rewind that scene at least three times the first time I watched this film because I was wondering if I was understanding everything clearly, you know, if it wasn't my imagination. I was so happy to hear these words coming from a Caribbean man. And uh, for me, Richard's main quality is to be upright. It's really about being authentic in your words and in your actions. Cinema and television entertain this image of the superficial Caribbean man who refuses commitment. But with Richard in The Sweetest Mango, it's the other way around. He's 100% honest and sincere in everything he does. If he wants to please lovely Anne, he does it. If she needs help, he helps her without expecting anything in return. He sees her as a human being and has his equal, so he isn't afraid to keep it real with her when she's being dramatic. What I'm trying to say is it's totally normal that lovely Anne falls in love with Richard. And that's very important to me because in most romantic comedies, you don't even know why the lead woman likes the lead man except that it's because he's handsome. The K-dramas of the 2000s made it a point to make the lead guy abuse the lead woman and you spend all the drama wondering why, why, why? Starting from 2010, 2011, there was a shift in this representation, but this isn't my point today. Just keep in mind that The Sweetest Mango was released in 2001. 2001 is the year for international pop culture. Um, we celebrate the release of the Bridget Jones Diary. And in black pop culture, it is one year after the release of Love and Basketball. And one year before the release of Brown Sugar. And two years before the release of Deliver Us from Eva. But Let's be honest, when you think about all these black film, this black love film like Love Jones or The Best Man, Love and Basketball, does the lead guy really support the lead girl's dreams and career like in Brown Sugar? Uh, I mean, Sydney really works on her own and she she also struggles, but the film is really about Ty Dick's character and yeah okay anyway that's not the point here either okay my point is this black love classics don't really show healthy and functional love relationships so when you look at things closely the sweetest mango was really in the black pop culture trend because it was a romantic comedy but it was also avant-garde because it showed a healthy relationship between two black characters. 
and maybe when I'm 40, maybe I'll find things that don't work out in this, in the love story between lovely Anne and Richard. But right now, to me, they are hashtag couple goal and it shows a positive representation of the Afro-Caribbean man. The film has become timeless precisely because it was made in the early 2000s. It's a time when, like I said, um, rom-coms were a leading genre in the United States. Howard and Allen just wanted to bring their story to the screen. If they had waited until 2020 to do so, would the film be so timeless? I asked this question to scenarist D. Giselle Isaac, and she told me that um, if the film were shot in 2020, it would have been less light and less optimistic. It was shot at the right time because it's full of nostalgia and it's also a time capsule. It shows Antiguans and the Caribbean diaspora in a broader sense as ordinary human beings. Their stories, our stories, are also universal and worth to be told. And this is the second Caribbean connection I'll talk about. What is the authentic way of life on the island. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to my newsletter. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Caro You can give me five stars on Apple Podcasts to give Caro more visibility. You can check out carocaramon.com to read the interviews I had with Mitzi Allen and Digizel Isaac. Let me know if you enjoyed this episode. See you à dans notre soleil. Ciao, Bered.